In this episode, part one of two, Bob and I are joined by C.J. Mahaney, Senior Pastor of Sovereign Grace Church of Louisville, to talk about the relationship between a pastor and their music leader. Bob and C.J. have a history of serving together for over 30 years, 23 of them in the same church. In this enthusiastic conversation, they talk about their history and some of the practices and insights that have contributed to a healthy and fruitful relationship. Hey, welcome. This is uh, the Sound Plus Doctrine Podcast. I am David Zimmer. I'm Bob Coughlin. And we have a very special episode for you, a very special guest. We do. Who do we have with us? Uh, We have CJ Mahaney, my senior (laughs) pastor, my dear friend of, wow, decades. It's been a long time. Yeah. It has been, so my friend. great to have you on this podcast. The Sound Plus stuff. When, when I asked you if you'd come, I thought for sure I'd say, no, I don't got the time, got more important things to do. No, you. I but am, you're here. I, no. So thank I'm you. I'm honored by the invitation. Thank you. I'm assuming this is an indication that you boys are running out of guests. Uh, pretty much. Yeah. yeah. We've done yeah. all the, covered all no, the topics and did, we could cover. Didn't you tell me you have like five years of these done? Well, yeah, kind yeah. of. Like you won't post this, this until will, after I'm dead. This will post in 2026, yeah. we're thinking. And, and you know what else? Your listeners need to know how you boys roll because what you get is an invitation from you. Mm-hmm. Uh, You're welcome. You get. A topic with no yes. specification, no specific, right. no specific questions. Then you get told that you're not allowed to prepare. <laughs> yep. And then at the end of the invitation, you are informed it will be a blast. Yes. Yeah. This so was, here's what I want to say to you, you two boys. Okay, I want to say this, it, this might be a blast this for you. Happen. Okay, sitting in your seats asking the questions might okay, be a blast. Did, tune in again next yeah. time when we will be. Doing part two with CJ. I don't know that this is a blast for the person being asked the question. I think it is. I'm not feeling like it's a blast yet, okay. but CJ, I, I like, am honored to be here. You will. And it's a joy to hang with you yeah, it's for a like few jazz. minutes. Yeah, it's like jazz. It's just, it's, yeah. it's like jazz. We improv. just get in a room and we improv. Amen. It's like jazz? Oh, my. <laughs> so you He's, came to the right place. He might not understand that. No, I know nothing about jazz. Well, okay, well, uh, let, let's. Let me re- refocus it, our huh? time. Yeah. Do you have any questions about sports? <laughs> no. <'Cause laughs> no. That's, no. That's my this expertise. Is not a podcast. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't think you did. I did you, use you a are the music analogy guys. once. Yeah. I think on one of our podcasts, and it yeah. was embarrassing. It was a horrible. No, don't idea. stray yeah. into sports, I Bob. Won't. I won't. Yes. Well, CJ, it's so wonderful to have you. Thank um, you, man. So, how? Um, let's start here. How did your relationship with Bob start, and how did it develop? Hmm. I'm actually going to turn that one over to Bob. Bob Wait, is more. I'm answering the question already. Yeah, well, yes, because you are <laughs> the first you, question. No, you are more the historian. Uh, you yeah. know that. Oh yeah. And Definitely. so w- when did uh, when did we meet, Bob? Yeah. Uh, you know, I was in church in Philadelphia, and uh, you came up and spoke there. This is 1975. Actually, right. yeah, I used to go see you at Tag in D.C. There was a ministry called Tag. Met Tuesday nights. You? But was that was that the church where I heard you had you and Julie had your car yes, stolen the yes, night before? Yes. Oh, so yes. was that the first time that was the first I time met I think you. we That's actually right. met. Yeah. So I wow. I am yeah. uh, attending this church or had the privilege and joy of speaking at this church, and yeah. I'm sitting there, and you are featured as a testimony. Yes. And your testimony, because I do remember this vividly <laughs> right. now, was because you you shared it so calmly that you had had I your, was an idiot. No, you weren't an idiot. It sounded like life in inner city Philadelphia. That's so true. See, yeah, that's what struck me yeah, initially yeah. was, wow. there doesn't seem to be anything unusual to you and Julie about sharing this testimony mm. that you awaken that day to discover 
your car had been stolen yes. the night before. Yes. So here's what struck me there was your trust in God uh, and the, in effect, example you were mm. setting for, for all of us mm. who still had our vehicles uh, – <laughs> About about perceiving God's good uh, purpose in the midst of a trial. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. I would have met you then That's after right. that meeting. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. Oh, cool. That start that comes back to me That's, vividly now. Oh. That is pretty. Crazy. I thought I had met you before that, but yeah. no. That's when I met you. So we we wow. I was in a group called Glad, and yep. you were speaking at various conferences. Jesus, sell, what do they call festivals? Jesus they were festivals, festivals in the seventies. Yep. None of your listeners remember them. And see, none of your listeners we were born because none of your listeners were there. <laughs> yep. we yeah, we would uh, look for uh, you know where CJ was in the program and go find him, and uh, that was that's, that's it was great. Always you. a joy because his passion for the word, his passion for the gospel, and you were very funny. Uh, very funny. So the, that combination yeah. of things uh, just <laughs> made him really one of our favorite speakers, if not our favorite speaker. Uh, so awesome. So, that, so, so then how did we interact from that point? So well, we became... The, from the festival context, yeah. how did that transition? We moved down from Philadelphia friendship. to the D.C. area. And actually, we're going to become a part of your church. Oh, that's But right. we're told, because we live 45 minutes away, told yes. by one of the pastors, you know, you shouldn't. You yeah. shouldn't be part of our yeah. church, which yeah. was wise counsel. Well, it doesn't really qualify as local if you're no, driving an not hour really and a half. Local. It may have been an <laughs> yeah. hour. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so you recommend... We try to believe in the local church. <laughs> you <laughs> recommended a church. And you'd be, you were living in another state. We so were. That, that it was again, Virginia. It just works you were against, in Maryland. Yeah, the whole local church <laughs> oh, man. concept. So, but yeah. we went to a, a church that was forming a relationship with the church you were at. Okay. And that's how we started seeing more of you, I think. Yeah. You know? So didn't we talk about that transition? Well, when we because were... I had, yes. Because yeah. I had the opportunity to recruit you. You, you and, did. And unselfishly, I did not. You, yeah. Yes. Now, this is awkward. Yeah, I know. Because now it appears <laughs> but, I'm honoring myself. Yeah, well... But, I, I do. I do remember that conversation. I'm, yeah. I'm saying this humorously, but seriously, yes. that was um, one. Yep. Yeah, um, and then the second significant conversation was 1983, when we had I had planned to move back to Philadelphia to do inner city ministry. Wow. Okay. Mm. This is around Refresh Christmas time. My memory. Yeah. yeah. And uh, Julie and I came over and asked you the question. Um, we're thinking about moving back, and actually, just I was thinking about moving back. Julie was not thinking about moving back. <laughs> She definitely was not thinking about moving back, and so I was just trying to get a, a, a she feel. She's the wife you don't deserve. Go yeah. ahead. <laughs> yep. How many yep. times I've you learned that? You need to feature her on the podcast. Uh, that would be great. Can I Our recommend wives? that's a great recommendation with Julie? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, both you need me as your producer. <laughs> you want this podcast to go somewhere? I knew this would get yeah. off the rails quickly. <laughs> so anyway, let me produce this bad boy. Anyway, uh, I we came over and asked you, told us about a situation, and you said, "So tell me what you want to do." I said, well, I'm going to go back to the inner city and, you know, mm. uh, do evangelism, lead music, do marriage counseling, work with the youth, um, you know, do all these things. And you said, and I've shared this many, many times with people um, who, who are in a decision-making process. What you I said, think? you know, um, you've, you've talked about all the things you want to do, but you haven't once mentioned who you want to be with. Ah. Mm. And the Bible talks about joints and ligaments and sinews mm. and, you know... There are relationships that God uses as means of grace to people. Ah. So what I'd suggest you do is find a place that, that is a, a means of grace to you mm -hmm. through the people there, mm -hmm. and then let the ministry flow out of that. Ah, that's great. 
That changed my life. Oh, that's I mean, great. God used that's that to, to redirect me. Uh, mm. Walking out of that, that meeting, I thought, well, I'm not going back to Philadelphia. Because it was your teaching and the teaching through the family of churches we were part of that was such a means of grace to us. And we thought, this is where, you know, when we hear a message, we hear God speaking to us and we mm. want to do mm. what's being mm. taught. And wow. that was just a, a means of grace. So we ended up so staying grateful. and it changed mm. the course of our lives. Okay. So, so I was leading music in a church in Fairfax, Virginia. Okay. Had you um, had Glad concluded yet? Or well, I had left Glad. Okay. Yeah, in 84. Okay. So you were in Gaithersburg, Maryland, yeah. and I was part of that church for six years till 91. And it was during that time, which is how the relationship developed, that we... I began to lead at some of the conferences oh, we had. Oh, that's exactly right. Celebration mm, yes. conferences. Oh, my, my. Which were what gathering a sweet around. history we have there. Yeah, yes. churches uh, yeah. In, in our in our family of churches, yes. we'd get together for three and a half days. Yeah, and there'd be teaching, and there'd be yeah. lots of worship and song. Mm. And uh, yes. we started to work together. That's exactly more yes. closely yes. than yes. And I, oh. and then in 1997, I was in a church in Charlotte. We'd moved to Charlotte to plant a church. And then in 97, we moved up to Gaithersburg, Maryland. Yeah. You had asked me to come, not at your, it wasn't your initial thought. Someone else had suggested that he was uh, going to leave his position, role in the church to work for Sovereign Grace Music. And he said, hey, maybe you should ask Bob to come. So you did, and I came in 1997. So we've been working in the same church since 97. Wow. 23 wow. years. Okay. Wow. In the same church. Yeah, context. in the same Our church. Our relationship dates back farther. Yeah. Do you think anybody's still listening to this podcast well, right now? Much as two checked out. old yeah. men reminisce. <laughs> what? Honey, you remember we're called you're, Glad? I think your listeners are just <laughs> Glad Jesus Festivals. <laughs> okay, let's move this along. It's Got wonderful. For it's you? wonderful. <laughs> I, so, um, so, Bob, what I, um, I remember you saying uh, early on when I met you that you you saw something in CJ that was attracting you to just the gospel-centeredness, his excitement. Oh, oh yeah. Uh, and was there a decision, um, just to clarify, was there a decision in your mind that said, I want to serve with this man? Oh, absolutely. In fact, we had said years before, you know, if if I wanted it so much that I, I said to Julie, you know, because she wanted to move to your church. And I said, you know, I, I'm not going near that with the ten foot pole because I I don't trust my heart. Mm. I know that's what I want to do, but mm. I've got to mm. be asked to do that because I, mm. I I just think there's too much. You know, there was mm. I thought it'd be just great. I, I I've always respected CJ and uh, his his love for the word, his love for the gospel, his love for the church, mm. his love for his wife and his family. I mean, all those things, I wanted to learn from those, but I didn't yeah. feel like it was something that I should initiate. Yeah. So 1996, um, he did initiate, and so mm. I ended up there. We ended up there. That's so wonderful. Um, so, CJ, um, how... David. Being a non... <laughs> being a non-musician... Uh, and I will confirm that. Yeah. <laughs> How does that frame... There's a bit more of a musical background than you boys seem mm. to uh, acknowledge. You know, we don't have time, though. No, I, we just don't have time. It's fine. It's How fine. Does, um, how does that frame your thinking of uh, the role that pl that music plays in the church? Can I add something before you answer yeah. that? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So 
When I, I've, one reason I wanted to have this, have you on this podcast was I've told people for decades. Yes, why have you? Do you want me on this podcast? Go ahead. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that that you have been my primary mentor mm. in terms of leading music in the church. Mm. Of course, I've read some books that you gave me, um, and many others since then. Mm that have formed and shaped and developed and cultivated that. But in terms of what I actually do, you have had the most... God has used you to have the most impact on me. So Mm. framing David's question maybe a little more precisely, how, Mm. as someone who you didn't... You're not a musician. You you enjoy music. Mm -hmm. You guys are going to just keep working that point, aren't you? We'll keep saying that, yeah. Yeah. Um, (laughs) how, How are you able to... To mentor someone in leading worship and song, mm-hmm. what what goes through your head? I mean, how, how do you think about that? Because I know, I assume there are pastors listening to this, watching it. I know there are pastors who have said, "Well, I'm not the music guy, so mm-hmm. it's I'll not let my him job. do it. It's not yeah. my job." Yeah, yeah. But you've never been like that mm. for as long as I've known you. Always cared about the music. Why? Oh yes, cared yeah. well, cared deeply about the music yeah. because. Well, because of the gift music is, because of the combination of music as a provocation of singing, because of the different singing makes as a means of teaching and a means of mm. creating and mm. cultivating our affections for the Lord Jesus mm. Christ, mm. the different singing makes as we gather together, how God draws near through mm. the singing of gospel-centered songs. I mean, that that list goes on and on and on. So, mm. uh, yes, that that's always been a priority. Uh, Listen, it, it's it's typically humble of you, Bob, to to uh, I- acknowledge whatever role I've been able to play in in serving <laughs> it's just you. Being no, real. it is, and it makes more of a statement about you <laughs> than it does than it does about me. I mean, what what I saw that on that first occasion in Philadelphia is what uh, endures and 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 mm. only grows, and what mm. I tell people constantly who are coming to learn from Bob uh, that it's it's what I've observed of the evidences of grace, of a heart of humility and a heart to serve privately that makes it easy for me to be on the short list of most enthusiastic public mm. fans of <laughs> Mr. Coughlin. Mm. Um, obviously, there's a, a musical expertise, and, and I don't know if your listeners are aware of his background and his training, and you have to extract these stories from him. You have to work hard to do so. <laughs> uh, and, and a number of them I, I, I've only been able to extract because we have worked together for decades. Yeah. And when you are doing these conferences together and you are happily exhausted after yeah. four days and, and you are then taking a long drive together, uh, it, it just does something relationally in terms of being able to draw one another out and, and hear about one's past. So I, I know about what Bob's training uh, entailed at Temple, and I, and I know that, that he had a particular professor who recommended that, that he would go to, to Broadway. So... Obviously, that individual was perceiving these pronounced gifts in, yeah. in Bob's life, and I'm so yeah. grateful to God the Lord saved him, and instead of Broadway, he's made his way into the local <laughs> church where he's been able to write songs um, that have glorified God and been sung uh, th- throughout the world. Yeah. So so when, when Bob uh, identifies me as playing this role in his life, I, I think that's more a reflection of, of mm-hmm. his humility. Mm-hmm. Uh, but how spoiled am I, David? How spoiled am I? So for decades, 
I have been able to serve with this man mm-hmm. <laughs> leading our singing. So, <laughs> okay, back I, to the question. <laughs> I don't know. I don't talk about uh, this much personally because I would understand uh, other pastors listening, um, possibly being tempted to, to envy. I, I, I get that. Uh, but uh, how grateful to God I am that we have been able to serve uh, together, and yeah. that He is, yeah, uh, He is my favorite worship leader, but the priority of the gathered church Mm -hmm. singing to the Savior Mm -hmm. together and all that uh, Scripture describes about that priority and that experience is why music and and who leads is so important. Whoever's leading the singing, I mean, this is how we view it. We approach it. I understand that it can be a challenge to... uh, to be consistent with this in every context, local church context. But ideally, I think the 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 individual, the guy leading the singing needs to be he needs to be pastoral. He needs to be viewed as one of the pastors because his role is teaching. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. He's not just starting song, he's not just choosing songs yeah. and starting songs. Yes. <laughs> he's teaching theology. Yes, right. So you just couldn't have uh, a better individual leading than Bob, because Bob is a pastor, and that's what I think. People who don't know Bob see him from a distance. Uh, they're familiar with Sovereign Grace music, but if if you don't know him personally, that's that's his heart. Mm-hmm. That's what. So there's there's a there's a personal humility, uh, and then there is a pastoral heart, uh, and that's what informs his role as the one who leads us in singing. Yeah. So. Well, uh, so Not sure that answers your question. It does answer my yeah. question. It would be so, more helpful if you guys gave the questions ahead of time. No. But. <laughs> well, so, so CJ, you said you said a um, there's a Bob, and we know this to be true. Bob is marked by humility and and sort of a pastor's heart. Yes. For for a yes. for a pastor that's listening. Yes. How would you cultivate that in your worship pastor? Can you speak? Can you speak to that? Because oh, I, I know that I there's can. pastors yeah. probably listening that don't have the rich experience and decades of working together, they might be, it might be a brand new relationship. So how would you cultivate that? Yeah, so let me take you back to when I first came okay. to... Take me back. Uh, Gaithersburg, Maryland. Um, I, I'm still not very humble, but I'm, I know I wasn't very humble then. <laughs> Less humble then. Um, so yeah, you. I remember almost every Sunday after leading, you would come up afterwards and talk to me about, um, yeah, what I had done, and you begin with encouragement, and mm. then you very specific. This was good. This is this is really helpful. This is helpful. And they say, now I want to share some a couple of things, but these this didn't affect what happened. Didn't, us encountering the Lord, but but I think that it'd be helpful. And then you shared very specifically, and then. You would turn around and thank everyone in the band, mm-hmm. and you do that mm-hmm. to this day. Mm-hmm. And I just want to mm-hmm. say, if you're a pastor listening to this, watching this, mm-hmm. if you follow that example, your musicians will be a lot more receiving of anything you mm-hmm. have to say mm-hmm. to them. Mm-hmm. That's great. But my, but my question That's was, great, when yeah. I came at the start, how, how were you thinking about Mentoring me, yeah, just yeah. helping me. What what categories did you have, and how do you help a guy who's, you know, maybe a little defensive? And because I know I was, mm. <laughs> and still can be. Mm. Yeah, 
Well, I, I think you, I think you develop the relationship privately. So what you're describing mm. of being able to approach you publicly after a meeting, and we can uh, get into that a little bit yeah. more in a moment. But it 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 has to form privately. So there mm. has to be a trust that forms relationally in private over a period of time. A respect yep. uh, that exists. Uh, a history. Um, so. You, though, have been easy to approach in this way and uh, because, because of your humility, because you do desire to grow, because you, mm. you, you invite this. You, you mm. pursue this and you invite this. So you make it easy for me. So what would I say to any worship leader I was interacting with? I, I, would, say, I would say to them, well, you, you, need, to, you need to study humility. Uh, <laughs> And yeah. you wrote a book on it. As a matter of fact, well, I would be happy I to did. commend. I, a, as a proud man, I wrote a book, and I'm still a proud man pursuing humility by the grace of God. Amen. But I mean, in, as I look back, early for me, early study of Proverbs, uh, Derek Kidner mm. uh, holding my hand, his mm. excellent commentary, and 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 a, and a phrase that I remember vividly. Uh, from those early times of study that has served me to this day is is he he writes about how wisdom's frequent companion is correction. Mm. <laughs> wisdom's oh, frequent companion is correction. Yeah. So, uh, if you want wisdom, if you desire wisdom, if you value wisdom, you're going to have to pursue wisdom. And one of the means of maturing in wisdom is correction. Now, I want to be mm, quick to good. say, I, I, I wish there were alternatives. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> and if there were, I would, I would have already discovered them, pioneered them, and written a best-selling <laughs> book. And if you leave me to my preference, I'd, I'd much rather just stay within the confines of James 1, where yeah. I just privately pray for it, and, and, and the Lord kindly gives it to me. Yeah. But there are many means of pursuing correction for the purpose of experiencing and growing in wisdom. Yeah. And and one of them is inviting others mm. who you mm. trust, who you respect, who have sufficient theological discernment to to uh, serve you and ask for their evaluation of you. But what you do, Bob, is you make it easy by inviting. Uh, so it has never been difficult for me to approach you. And yes, that that practice. I'm I'm always mm. glad to hear that it has served you. I believe oh, every. Man. Uh, senior pastor, lead pastor, uh, not necessarily right after a meeting. We have such a history of relationship that this works easily right after a meeting. But uh, at some point during the week following, uh, and well, ideally, I would say right after the meeting, they should identify right evidences of grace. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Because I think wor worship leaders are, are, understandably, they're just very prone to be Fragile. more aware of what didn't go perfectly or mm. ideally, and mm. they're often thinking uh, musically uh, when, in fact, it, it those in the congregation didn't perceive anything, yeah. oh, um, and the singing wasn't hindered in any way, yeah. which is what is most important. So the, the, the singing and the voices and the affections, um, that's what I'm listening yeah, yeah. for. That, that isn't to minimize the importance of the band and the band performing or serving proficiently, et cetera. Yeah. Uh, mm -hmm. But I, I, I want you every Sunday to know, he, here are the evidences of grace. And yes, we did it yeah, you've <laughs> in done this past so well. Sunday. And, and, uh, 
and then yeah, I I think it's uh, it's like duh, uh, like obvious one hundred and one. <laughs> you, you, you yes, you should thank the musicians, and and you <laughs> every Sunday in um, in our church since we are renting space, they are normally surrounded by people serving and taking yeah, down all yeah. they set up. Uh, the minimum, the least I can do is make my way to each of those individuals and thank them for their investment in serving. And when it's the musicians, what I what I want to do is thank them, first of all, for their personal example yeah. of passionately yeah. worshiping. Uh, I'm very grateful for their skill, but their skill is secondary to me. Mm-hmm. Um, they're not performers. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You have assembled passionate worshipers. Again, not dismissing skill, minimizing skill. You need Skill's skill. Good. If there wasn't skill, that would be very distracting and they wouldn't get the job done. But I've seen plenty of skillful yeah. musicians yeah, yeah. who I don't think are compelling examples of, of, of true worshipers. So nice that's what I'm thanking yeah. those people for. Primarily, although thank I do, I do say this regularly, thank you for the countless hours of practice yeah. in mm-hmm. private that prepared you so that you can, it seems to me, effortlessly do this on right. Sunday in order to serve us. Remember one concert, or I guess it was a Christmas concert or something. Maybe it, was, it might have been a Sunday morning where you came up and thanked the choir, or maybe I thanked the choir, and this is another one of those mentoring moments. Thank choir. Hey, you know, thank you. Isn't it great that, you know, didn't these guys do a great job? Something like that. Mm-hmm. And I remember you coming to me afterwards. Not like immediately, mm-hmm. like you know, making a beeline for me, but no. just some point during the week, just saying, you know, when when you thank the musicians, just what you said, you always want to th- highlight their character. You always want to highlight who they are before, or rather than just highlighting their skill. It's one of those things that just has stayed with me for decades um, because it makes such a difference in terms of. What our focus is, because what yeah. we focus on from the platform is what the people are going to focus on. Yeah. So if someone sings a solo and the, you know, the person gets up and says, boy, doesn't she have a great voice? That's what people are going to remember. Yeah. She has a great voice. Right. Rather than, you know what I love, along with the fact that she sings so beautifully, is that she sings from a heart yes. that is in love with her Savior. Exactly right. Those, uh, those people, they aren't performing. Yeah. Um, they aren't professionals performing. Uh, they they obviously often have professional grade skill, but that's not what they're about. They they, ha- they are they have hearts to serve. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's their passion. Yeah. So yeah, that's what I want to draw their attention to. Uh, and you know what? That's evident in a number of ways. It's evident by how they participate in the singing. Uh, because people are, are are obviously looking at the words projected onto the screen, but in our view is mm-hmm. yeah, the band, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and 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 so their example is uh, is setting an example or not, uh, and then the way you have wonderfully yeah. trained them to. To, to not just play skillfully, but to play selectively. Yeah. So yeah, what yeah. I was able to say uh, to Ben on lead guitar yeah, yeah. Sunday yeah, was, yeah. He, he came in, I forget which song it was, but he came in in a way which was, it provoked us. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, yeah. And, and then he withdrew. 
So mm. it, it's not as if this mass, this wall of sound right, is right. coming at us. And it, no, they're, they're there to serve, so they play selectively at your direction to provoke what is of ultimate importance to us, which is the sound of voices. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the sound of voices so, who have been humbled by the gospel, yeah. um, who love the Lord Jesus with all their heart, soul, mind, and strength, joined together, uh, singing to him and encountering him. Uh, that that's what they're facilitating and yeah. making possible and provoking rather than distracting us. So you're like just just how um, is the word unintentional, very intentional. You're communicating all these truths about congregational singing that you've imparted to me and to many others. Mm-hmm. So my as question, a non musician, as a non musician, yes. that's right. So. <laughs> That's exactly right. So I'm still interested in hearing from you, like, when you would watch me lead in in the early years, because I I know of so few pastors who do this, really. Mm -hmm. They're getting ready for their message that, you know, that's on their heart, their burden for that. But you're there, engaged in the singing, thinking... I wonder what could make that better. Oh, that was really good. And remembering by the end of the meeting, you know, the specific things. So what what kinds of things should a pastor be looking for? I mean, obviously you're engaged. You know, it's not like oh, I'm just gonna take my notepad and just write down yeah. things about it. You're 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 one of the most demonstrative singers in the congregation. Yeah. yeah. And that has been another... It can be dangerous to stand yeah, next can. to me. You are, so, you yeah. are. Um, <laughs> but that's been an example to me. I remember hearing you mm. sing mm. and saying things in between lines like, that's true, or, you, you know, that, that's, it's not, it's so good, or something like that. And I'm thinking, mm. wow, he's really thinking about what we're singing about. Mm. I'm just singing. Oh my, yes. So, I mean, part of that's mm. your, y- y- who you are. But I think a part of it is your, your intentionality that these songs matter. Mm-hmm. Oh they God, mean something. And I remember oh this, was the, this is not a great example of how to plan, but we would have the songs ready for Sunday, and then I'd meet with you in your office Sunday morning while rehearsal was going on, <laughs> and then sometimes we'd change the songs. <laughs> sure. And, but you'd be we talking about... We are legitimate about, charismatics yeah. or continuationists, <laughs> which is what we prefer. We'd be talking about how yeah. this fits yeah. together and yeah. why... Yeah. You know, so what categories are you thinking of mm-hmm. when you know someone's leading? What are so, some like of the you've things... you've asked a hundred questions. Okay, here's so my one question. Okay, no, no, let me just... I'll start no, where I want to start. No, this is dangerous. No, I'm having to take over because... You, you two guys, you, you do already, a great job normally, but you just ask like, like at max 16 time. questions. Tell you what. For, here's where I'll start. For a lead pastor, what's most important for the lead pastor? I think what's most important is that he be a, a compelling personal example of mm. someone Amen. who is humbly participating Amen. in yes. the singing mm-hmm. and passionately participating in the singing. So uh, that's what I would say to, to any lead. Wow. And, and what I would say uh, to, to senior pastors, lead pastors, is people are studying you. Yeah. Yeah. They are studying you. Yeah. You are in their peripheral vision. And if, if you are there, like I'd say a couple things. First of all, if, if you are there still preparing your message, well, you're making a statement that the singing 
isn't really of utmost yeah. importance right. to you. You don't want to make that statement. Second, I would just say to the guy practically, mm. it's too late. Like if you <laughs> <laughs> just you exactly. need to pray <laughs> that they'll hear a better <laughs> sermon than you've prepared. Because yes. nothing that's going to happen yeah. in that last fifteen <laughs> minutes is going to make any that's dramatic good. difference mm. in in your preaching. Yeah. But but no, pr- pri- primarily I I I don't do it. First and foremost, yeah, to right. set right. an example, I, I I do it because of all the wonderful commands and invitations yeah. in Scripture yes. to to participate. But I yes, Amen. I am aware, and I do want to to set an example Amen. for all those who are watching me. Uh, so that's what I would say to any senior pastor or lead pastor. They they must be a personal example. People are studying them, and if it just appears that uh, the singing is a formality and that they are unaffected by it and yeah. not participating in it, I, I, you, you, you are making a very loud statement mm, by your example so that this is, is actually not of uh, utmost significant importance to the Sunday meeting. Yeah. You don't want to make that statement. You, so I would say that, Pastor, do you have a theology of worship? Mm. Do you have a theology of singing? Yeah. Mm. Uh, yeah. You shouldn't assume that. And 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 what are your personal devotional times like? Can you mm. be can you be heard singing uh, when you are alone? Yeah. Uh, and so mm. we'd have a lot of private work to do uh, before we brought that into the public context. But that uh. of the sixteen questions you asked me, that yeah. would be where I would start Good. if I was interacting with any lead pastor. All right, there's a lot more to say, but yeah. we got to shut this thing down. We do because yeah. we care. We do care, and yeah. we're, we're going to move on to a part two with CJ, and uh, so we're very excited <laughs> that you would come and join us uh, for this podcast, so we'll see you uh, in episode two. Thanks for joining us. Thank you for listening to Sound Plus Doctrine, the podcast of Sovereign Grace Music. Sovereign Grace Music exists to produce Christ-exalting songs and training for local churches from local churches. For more information, free sheet music, translations, and training resources, you can visit us at sovereigngracemusic.org.